0: Listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hi, everybody! Welcome to a snowy kind of morning, kind of fresh. That's okay. We need the precipitation up here. No complaining. No complaining. Exactly. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that your truth outweighs the noise in this world. Remind us that though we are In this world, we are not of it. Lord, help us to see your perspective as we spend time with you. We pray for wisdom to understand that you do know what is best and right for your people. We're grateful for these gatherings together. We thank you and praise you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hmm. Wow. Thank you, Lord. There's so many amazing things that sort of overload when you start making up a gratitude list in your mind, even if you think you're feeling quite grumpy or under the weather. Hebrews 12, verse 28 through 29. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. An acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire." If we truly take note of what God does for us every second of every minute of every day, we should be absolutely amazed. I'm certain if we took note of all that God is, all that He was, and all that He will be, I'm sure we'd be absolutely amazed. And when we're amazed that will lead us to praise, because how could you do anything but praise God for all that He is? And by praising Him, we cultivate gratitude. And by praying with Holy Spirit, it cultivates the very nature of a grateful heart, even when things seem really bleak. This week, looking over the message, and trying to find that space inside my heart for gratitude, which I'm very grateful that as soon as I realize that maybe I'm being sour about something, I'm reminded and I'm so, so grateful for everything all of it and when we start by being grateful for the grace that god gives us well i suppose that's the cultivating the grace part he seems to be able to step so far into his path for his purpose it's god's grace that gives us this sometimes feeling really simple thing but extremely complex life that he's mapped out ahead of us i think um For many of us going through things many people it's easy to thank god and be grateful when life is going well and my heart naturally swells for gratitude on days when things are running smoothly and at times when a prayer um, is boldly answered by god or in seasons when there's enough money for the fun extra stuff you know instead of having to shell it out for repairs on something but i was reminded in my thoughts and prayers this week and reading the Bible that what about when circumstances and situations push us past our limits? What we have claimed as our limit, not our actual limits, because God is with us among all things. But what if there's a circumstance that feels like it's pushing us past a limit in that moment and that we're waiting longer than we had really hoped for, for God to answer. When gratitude doesn't feel to be flowing so easily realize that that is actually the moment at that very first hint of like a beaver dam blocking gratitude. May we be so immersed in our walk with Jesus that our response to that beaver dam in the way will be absolutely log by log removing the blockage with prayer, reading the bible, Prayer again and again reading the Bible again and again a worship song that's in your heart a hymn that you only know a few lines of all of it but read the Bible that scripture it is clear that God calls us to be thankful in all things Holy Spirit in the midst of all this because I really had this sort of idea of a of a beaver down I'm not too sure why but that's just to me where it's the flowing water and the beaver comes along, minding his own business, and makes a beaver dam. And all of a sudden, you're clogged. It's kind of the same with things that we sort of don't appreciate, things we take for granted, things that we're not grateful for. They can pile up, and all of a sudden, it's this block. So Holy Spirit, when I was praying about the message this week, He shared the following verses. And so I thought, well, I'll just share them with you guys, like the notes that I had written down. And there's so many more things throughout the Bible and so many more verses and so many more books within the Bible about gratitude, Old Testament, New Testament, you name it. But this was sort of what I was jotting down. Gratitude glorifies God. That seems so straightforward. Gratitude glorifies God. This alone is reason to give thanks to God like that could be the only reason our gratitude glorifies God as we exalt not the gifts that we have but the giver remember that not the gifts but the giver and gratitude helps us realize all we have comes not because of us and our own strength but because of God and his his love and his mercy. 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 15 for all things are for your sake so that God's grace which is spreading to more and more people, may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. So point number one, gratitude glorifies God. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15. Thank you, Lord. Point number two, gratitude helps us see God. Gratitude opens our spiritual eyes. There's a beautiful cycle in giving thanks, really. like The more we thank God, the more we see him working in us and around us, because it isn't just about us, it's about our families, it's about people we interact with, it's about our family on the other side of the country, it's not necessarily in the same room. Gratitude helps us sense God's presence, his personal care, his absolutely perfect timing. A verse relating to that, James 1, 16 through 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow amen another point gratitude puts us in god's will we often make god's will out to be something that's this like big mystical plan like what's god's will for my life when sometimes it's actually maybe just our very obedience to what it is we know full well he's called us to even in that season, in that moment. And part of God's will for us is to be thankful to Him, not just on those sunny days, but on the hard ones as well. And that really struck me. I thought that was really powerful of God's reminder that we can march around saying that this is God's will and I'm doing this because God told me to and I'm walking in His will, but sometimes it's simply our obedience. And that is for you to discern with Holy Spirit. But I was really grateful for that insight from God. It could be very simple and straightforward. The obedience of walking up to someone and you know that you sort of know, maybe not enough to normally walk up to them, and Holy Spirit is prompting you to step forward. And that person actually needed an interaction today. They needed a prayer. They needed to be told that you would pray for them. Had that happened at work on different occasions this past week. Thank you, Lord. There's a gentleman whose wife was just having a minor surgery, but then it got canceled while she was there. So then it was just rescheduled. Everything turned out great. But I felt Holy Spirit was right there in the conversation that I was having with this gentleman. And so I said for the first time ever to this person, it's not someone that goes to church with us or is part of what we would label our church family, but certainly a family of, of God's children. And I said, I will sincerely pray for you both. And he said, that's what I was hoping for. So in those moments, that wasn't any big grand event. That wasn't anything labeled for the rest of my life as a certain thing. It was simply the obedience in the moment. And that made me so grateful. The gratitude that washed over me when the gentleman went on about his day, that Holy Spirit was right there. And you can sense God's presence in that moment. I was so grateful for the opportunity. That's what I mean in this moment, of the obedience. And part of his will for us is to be so thankful, guys. It's just a beautiful gift from God because he knows full well what lays ahead of us. He knows it's not easy. He knows that as sinners, we are going to walk through all kinds of mess, but the posture, the position of gratitude. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that so relatable? Gratitude puts us in God's will. First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18. Another point, gratitude brings Holy Spirit's peace. I think sometimes we're told to count our blessings, right? Um, Maybe that helps us get rid of worry, but gratitude truly does help us see that God's hand is all over all the circumstances, and God tells us when we give him our thanks that he will give us a supernatural peace, and that's relating to Philippians 4, verse 5 through 7. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Another magnificent thing about gratitude—even just talking about it, I feel lighter, I feel more aware of having my own guard down so that I'm open to what God's going to ask of us during this week. Gratitude draws us closer to Jesus. Gratitude for the magnitude of God's kindness, the undeserved kindness He pours on us, it draws us to Him, it then pours out of us. The Bible teaches that when Jesus healed ten lepers, and only one, only one of them, turned back to praise and worship Him, praise and worship at His feet, It was magnificent. Jesus healed, but one returned to his feet and didn't follow through on a certain thing. This was a powerful moment just after talking about obedience within God's will. Luke 17, verse 12 through 16, As Jesus entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him, coming closer to Jesus. And they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us and when he saw them he said to them go and show yourselves to the priests go and show yourselves to the priest and as they were going they were cleansed that refers earlier to obedience so as they were going they were cleansed they were obedient but this was interesting now one of them when he saw that he had been healed turned back glorifying god with a loud voice and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him." Isn't that powerful? That, to me, was so powerful. They were obedient, the ten of them. They were cleansed as they walked towards their purpose that Jesus had just directed. One of them turned and went back after he had been healed. He wasn't afraid that he would be unwell again. He knew that God comes through on promises. He was healed. Therefore, he turned around to praise and glorify and give gratitude to the one who healed him. Thank you, Lord. Gratitude brings contentment too. It does. If you're grateful with what you have, if you're grateful when you're stuck sleeping in a camper for six months because there was no place to rent. That happened to me, oh my goodness, 20 years ago now, when I just had two of the kids and there was no place to rent and so we lived in our truck and camper attached to our barn down in Langley and that's a bit of a testimony for you. I did not know God at the time, but I had a grateful heart that we were able to do that until a townhouse came available and that gratitude at the time which God had poured into me and I didn't even know God yet. I had not yet allowed him to be my personal Savior and Lord over my life, and still He poured into me. So remember that moment. Gratitude is for each and every one of us. Whether you know Jesus yet or not, gratitude is fundamentally a foundation for your life. It changes your outlook. It changes your prospects. It changes the patterns. All the things are changed. And in those moments when you know who you owe the gratitude to, (sighs) powerful, powerful, it's exciting. I'm excited for all of us, for all of you, participating in the God journey, participating in the walk with Jesus, questioning God. Yes, by all means, sit quiet and question him. Tell him your anger, your concerns, all of it. But trust him and give him the gratitude and the glory for sitting right where you are. Gratitude, it brings contentment over all the circumstances. It's said that gratitude makes what we have enough. And it is. Period. If we are grateful for what we have, getting more will not satisfy it. it. won't. There's always that urge for something more, something better, someone different. Being thankful and grateful is really a key to contentment, which is like 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 through 10. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Content in all things and in all circumstances, and with all things, and without all things. Thank you, God. That's a good lesson that I learned in later years, that contentment, for sure. And then once I started to walk with Jesus, well, he's enough, isn't he? He's all you need. And when you have that, it gives you even more than you could imagine or ever pray for. Gratitude deepens our faith. It's like keeping a record of God's past faithfulness, like I just shared with you, remembering a faithfulness in my past, is a faith boost really when we're facing a new difficulty. Like let's make it an event this week that we will start writing down the moments from God that we've received where we can be so, so grateful for that will become testimonies that we can be reminded of on our very hardest days. Cause if you're not in a hard day now, you will be, and then you'll be in a beautiful day and a cloudy day and all the days thereafter. And even in the most difficult circumstances, God's faithfulness is 100%. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. God's faithfulness is 100%. That doesn't mean he will always give us what we want, but he will always give us what we need. It's a good reminder. A good reminder, not of the wish list from God, but in the gratitude list from God. Galatians 5, through 23, relating to that. But the fruit of Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. God's faithfulness. Another point, I think we're at like number eight or nine now. Gratitude leads to joy. The overflow of gratitude, it just pours out of you naturally, it's joy. Realizing God's abundant goodness, even in that hardship that you're going through, is a gateway, literally a gateway for joy. Psalm 126, it teaches that so, so clearly, as you can remember back. And if you haven't read it, go find Psalm 126. The Hebrew exiles, they sang, they sang their thanks to God for bringing them back. It's beautiful. It's a good reminder, and it's a psalm that we would do well to pray each morning in advance of the day ahead. I think if you made that one of the verses that you read in the morning before you headed out the door. Psalm 126 verse 1 through 3, When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with joyful shouting. And then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Kind of all ties in together, doesn't it, gratitude? Gratitude also absolutely, as well as putting on the armor of God in Ephesians. Gratitude divides, divides and conquers, defies and smashes Satan's lies, absolutely. Grateful to God for all things, leaves no room for the worm to wiggle its way in. The enemy is a thief. It's a thief. It whispers lies. It whispers that God isn't good. It whispers that God is withholding good from us. The enemy's lies are as old as what happened in the Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden, Book of Genesis. The serpent asked Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The enemy tries to have us so focused on our lack and so focused on the failure and so focused on the grumpiness instead of focused on Jesus. But true, true gratitude for God and the abundance He gives, it protects us, protects us from caving in, caving under, collapsing under the enemy's lives. That's Romans 16, verse 17 through 20. Now I urge you, brethren, keep your eye on Jesus, Watch for those who cause dissensions and hindrances, contrary to the teaching which you learned, and turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. By their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. For the report of your obedience has reached to all. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you. Be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Amen. Amen. Gratitude is another another way that guards us against temptation. Gratitude um, guards us against envy. Gratitude guards us from sort of starting to flounder and drift into something that we think we want more because we're not grateful with what we have or who we have in our life or how we live. Gratitude certainly guards against envy because envy makes us want what someone else has, right? That cool car or even as simple as those great shoes. And gratitude makes us realize that God has given us far more than we deserve because I know my own story Mike knows his own story. We know our story before we were married and God gave us each other. Gratitude makes us realize that we have way more than we deserve, way more than we ever thought would be possible. And we love our humble, small home and we love our small community. And we're grateful for it. And those are hard lessons learned throughout life. And if it wasn't for God teaching us, and Holy Spirit pouring in His wisdom and knowledge through all of it, and Jesus literally pulling us out of the mud that we've caused our own selves throughout our lifetimes— boy, I am grateful for that. It's way more than I deserve, and I am so grateful. Because there is enough for everybody—for all of us. That's there for you right there—whatever it is you're feeling you're missing and needing. You have to take it to the foot of the cross and talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. And in the meantime, while you're praying for something to happen, because maybe it is a time in your life where you need to transition to something else. It's not working out for you right now. God knows that, but he wants you to trust him, to be grateful for what he has given you so far so that he can then lead you forward to the more that he has. And I am grateful that there's enough for everybody. We can cheer others on rather than compare. A heart that is wholly grateful, fully grateful, has no room left for envy. And I think we can relate to that. We have some friends who are going away for another vacation and they they go away every few months. And I find that super exciting because I know their story. I know how hard they work, how hard they work for sure. I know the things they, all things, right? And maybe people looking into their life don't know those things. But I'm excited. Like when someone I know, casually comes in and they're getting ready to go off on a vacation. I get excited because it's not living vicariously through them because I wish I could go. It's that, wow, God, I just am so in love with where God has us right now. I sincerely am that when people get to go on their adventures, it's exciting to cheer someone on. And that comes from a grateful heart. And you're blessed when you get to cheer someone on too. Even if you're feeling a little bit like, oh my goodness, that won't ever happen to me. Trust God in it. That's not what it's about anyways, it's their story. It's not our story, is it? That refers in part to Titus 3, verse 3 through 7. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy, His mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by Holy Spirit, whom He poured upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Thank you, God. It's very exciting. And like I said, just sharing with you guys tonight and talking about this, it's just bringing that light to my face and that smile to my lips and just reminding myself of so many things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that the sun just shined through and that the snow came and gave us moisture that we needed. I think gratitude helps us live in the present, right? Because in the worry and busy of life, gratitude, it really opens our eyes to the simple beauty of ordinary days, sunrise, sunset, bit of clouds, bit of wind. We get to see this day and this moment, you guys right now, this day in this moment, as a gift from God, the gifts of the Lord, hearts of gratitude, let us Take in and make room for the abundance of Holy Spirit to dwell within. It's beautiful. Titus 2. I love Titus. Fantastic book. If You're sifting through the Bible. Titus 2 verse 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men that goes all the way around to this, I think it's the last point before we continue on or finish up, was gratitude becomes a testimony. And I know I talked a little bit about that before. When we look back with gratitude for what God has brought us through, look back on gratitude for what God has made us endure, didn't take us out of it, but brought us through it. When we thank God openly and publicly and acknowledge what he has done for us, we proclaim a personal, carrying Jesus Christ to the world around us. I know He's right there with you guys watching. I know that. I know that He's right there when you're listening on the podcast. I know that He's right here with us as we're taping and hanging out. There is a very real, very personal God, the only God, Jesus Christ. And He has asked us to share Him, His story, His life, the gospel with the world around us. And when we show actively that contentment and peace come not from what we have or the car we drive or the house we live in, but the peace and contentment comes from who we know that washes over all of it. And that's an example that pours out of us naturally, because how could it not? How could Holy Spirit be stuck within you if you're bursting with gratitude and then the joy, that gratitude brings and the peace that gratitude brings. Deuteronomy 32, verse 1-4 through 4. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, and my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the Rock. His work is perfect, for all His ways are just, God of faithfulness, and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gentle prompt that lifts our chin literally and lifts our eyes from looking down at our feet and stumbling along to looking at Jesus in the horizon, Jesus who is our horizon. The distractions of this world are a a main hindrance to gratitude. In this day and age, I know that we are all bombarded with constant glimpses into the lives of others. You could be standing in the grocery store lineup and there's some kind of newspaper with somebody famous on it, or even a local newspaper with somebody on it. We're getting these glimpses into the lives of other people through social media. Then there's distressing news updates that are so hard to sift and separate the nonfiction from the fiction as we navigate these crazy times. And while information is necessary, It can be used to our benefit, I know that, I understand that. Oversaturation of this outside world that is against God, this outside world information, it's detrimental to our adoration towards God. Because I think sometimes we let the noise of this world speak louder than the voice of our holy, holy, holy God, even if it's unintentional, even if it's unintentional. Maybe sometimes you're looking up recipes. This is me. I'm on Pinterest looking up recipes. All of a sudden, an hour goes by and I'm like, oh, what was that about? I found one recipe and then I got sidetracked into all the things that I think are cool for interior design. That's the world. That wasn't me sitting quietly, getting myself back into that right mind with God, hanging out with Holy Spirit and having him pour into me, was it? I'm not saying that those things are bad either, because you got to discern that with God and discern that with Holy Spirit trying to teach you that. But I think it's easy to have the world speak louder, you know, on social media like Instagram. There's people talking about being grateful and even hashtagging the word blessed, like hashtag blessed. Well, that's everybody else's journey and story, but I sense strongly that God is saying to me, in fact enough to me that I'm imparting it that thanking God for material and financial blessings that made a huge impact in the moment, well, that's not a bad thing because yes, we are to praise God for all things because God gives the blessings. However, we must and should be just as vocal about and actively look for the small moments with understanding that all blessings that we get to be grateful for come from the Lord in all shapes and sizes and in His timing. Hebrews 13 verse 5 Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blessings that are—sometimes our everyday blessings they are spiritual, like the result of growing through the sanctification process of getting through something with God. Like you get cut off in traffic, because this is me. I've talked about that before. I'm a strong, um, maybe overly confident, but I'm a strong driver, maybe aggressive driver in my past. And so this example popped into my head. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A little bit of a check for me. You get cut off in traffic. And you don't gesture at the driver as you would have done in the past. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That sanctification process where there's a coworker that comes to you with the latest gossip about somebody else in the office and you just gently change the subject. You could even boldly say you don't want to hear it. But every step we get closer to the image of Christ is worth notice and gratitude pours over all of it. Hallelujah! God deserves all the praise for all the things and all the stuff Sometimes everyday blessings are emotional too. Like for instance, call on God. Call on God when you feel lost or alone before calling someone else for comfort. You know, call on God first. Or that inexplicable joy from within, regardless of the circumstances, like the hole in your boot in the muddy puddle. Like it's simple things as well, right? These everyday moments that we get to be grateful to God for can be so, so encouraging and help us take a step forward every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I can notice that we are no longer subject to the lies the enemy whispers that used to occupy our daily thoughts. Maybe we've done something wrong that's carried shame with us for years by our own hands, and we've confessed it to God, but yet the enemy swirls it around in our heads. Absolutely not. We do not stand on that. We stand on the promises of God, our Heavenly Father and we stand with gratitude in one hand and our surrendered heart in the other hand. Philippians 4, verse eight through nine. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy to praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Wow, the God of peace will be with all of us. God is consistently and constantly protecting us, blessing us, and he deserves the glory and the gratitude for every one of his teachings, right? We've talked about that, even the hard teachings, the hard lessons, the easy lessons, his mercy. His encouragement, His compassion pours over us. Jeremiah 9 verse 23. Make sure that we write that one down. Let not a wise man boast of wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts, boasts of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. May we direct our eyes to all the things God puts in front of us so that we don't miss those blessings and those opportunities to praise God. We must appreciate the seemingly small, just alongside the great, the big, the huge. We get to start, start right now by humbly praising God for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the salvation of our souls. Number one, I am grateful for Jesus Christ. And grateful isn't even a big enough word for how I feel and how my heart is rendered true to Him by the sacrifice for my sin on the cross and for each each of our sins on the cross. If, he, if God never did anything else for me, if he never did anything else for man, we must praise God every single day for salvation alone, for salvation alone, for Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Do you have that gratitude in your heart? Sometimes it doesn't come easy. Sometimes your circumstance is so raw and almost unbearable that it's hard to think that you're grateful for anything. But I'm grateful that you guys hang out with us week after week. We're grateful that we get to do this together with you. We're grateful that we are part of your life somehow and that you're a part of our life somehow. If you're ready to talk to Jesus and you're ready to call him yours and you're ready to have him reach down for you wherever you're at, please, please trust him and turn to him. Turn to Jesus Christ and declare, Yes, Jesus, I trust you. I believe that you were crucified. I believe that three days later you conquered death and in conquering death you rose again and you will come again and the time is drawing near Lord Jesus and we love you and we need you. We love you and we need you, oh Lord our God, thank you. Thank you for being generous. Thank you for salvation. (laughs) Salvation, thank you. How is that even big enough? We owe you everything. Forgive us Lord when we give you nothing. Thank you for the opportunity to repent and come before you and be corrected and redeemed, Lord. Thank you for daily provision, protection—yes, again, for that correction, Lord, that mankind needs, that I need. I need your direction. Thank you for that. Forgive us for not always recognizing the blessings that we overlook. Forgive us for not having grateful hearts when you provided way more than we needed. Thank you, Lord. Please help us lift our voices and offer the praise and glory that is so due to you and you alone. Thank you, God, for bringing us together. Thank you for sharing your time with us, every moment of time with us. Thank you. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray joy. We pray deliverance. We pray reconciliation. We pray love. We pray rejoicing. We pray with grateful hearts. Thank you, God. You've been listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.